This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Tara from Plus Fitness with Tara. I'm a curvy, fun body positive coach and personal trainer. I love business and fitness. Do you have the tools you need to be a rock star in fitness, a healthy love of yourself, and help from me? And sifting through health news will do that. I've got fitness topics and guests. Rock stars aren't born, they're bred in experience and fire. Let's do this together. Hi there, and welcome to Plus Fitness with Tara, the podcast. So today I'm doing a talk on yoga because honestly, yoga hasn't been a completely, you know, quote unquote, Zen experience for me during the years, but it has been a relief from my central nervous system. It has been a relief from my stress level, and it has helped me move when I've had back injuries so that I know that my body is still able to withstand exercise and wellness programs that I do. So what does yoga teach us? Well, it provides me the connection to the universe and a reconnect to my inner authentic self that often gets weighed down by work and school pressures. The physical benefits of yoga are that it increases muscular strength and makes your frame stronger, increases physical energy levels, aids in digestion, increases balance and flexibility, which is important for longevity and vitality. The mental health benefits of yoga are that it calms down the mind to relax it, decreases anxiety and stress, provides a sense of well-being and better moods, increases mental energy. One person I found inspiring as Yoga Alliance certified teacher is the music of Deva Primal. I'm quoting Aura Nadrick, who writes that Deva transmits pure Shakti energy when she sings. This primordial cosmic energy has the power to move us deeply in remembering our Buddha nature, as well as heal our hearts from the suffering of being disconnected from our most authentic self. Aura Nadrich is founder and president of the Institute for Transformational Thinking, and author of Says Who, How One Simple Question Can Change the Way You Think Forever. A certified life coach and mindfulness teacher, she specializes in transformational thinking, self-discovery, and mentoring new coaches as they develop their careers. It is important to note that I'm also a primordial sound meditation instructor certified by the Chopra Center. What do they say about the yoga practice over winter months? Well, in this article by Stephanie Gallant, the Chopra Center shares with us some tips on winter. In this article, Steph Gallant says that winter offers us the invitation to slow down, ground, and turn inward after the busy and mobile summer and fall. The season is dominated by the Kapha Yoja with dormant energy and typically dark, cold, cloudy, and sometimes wet weather. The stillness of winter calls us to rest, reflect, rejuvenate, and imagine. It is an opportunity to breathe fully and deeply, lean into the spaciousness of the atmosphere, and simply just be. Given your inner nature and current state of balance, you may be soothed by winter's qualities or aggravated by them. If your being is dominated by the calm, slow-moving, and grounded energy of Kappa, winter can leave you feeling lethargic, a sense of heaviness, and uninspired. It's common for people to feel disconnected, dull, stuck, or lonely from December to March. In some cases, feelings of deep sadness, also known as the winter blues, and winter depression, seasonal affective disorder, can creep in and take hold. The characteristics of winter are not always straightforward, though, which makes balancing the energy within you a little more challenging than in other seasons. In some geographic areas, the kapha qualities of winter are present right at the beginning of the season, while in other areas, the vata characteristics of fall, dry, mobile, and windy, remain prominent in the first half of winter, with the kapha characteristics coming more to the forefront in the second half. Still in other areas, the weather can fluctuate between kapha and vata dominates daily. On the days Vata energy is high, it is common to feel worried, anxious, or like your thoughts are on fast forward. 
One of the most supportive actions you can do for yourself during the winter months is to account for the weather outside your door and remain self-aware of how the energy is affecting you so that you notice the signs your body is giving you of the love and attention it requires. Shifting your practices to promote balance and care as the energy of nature changes will be important uplifting kapha energy or grounding vata energy as needed. Yoga, asana, pranayama, and meditation are powerful practices all year round, incredibly supportive rituals for winter blues, seasonal affective disorder, and anxiety because they help decrease the intensity of your symptoms. They'll also complement the direction you are receiving from your therapist, doctor, and other healthcare professional. Allow yourself to feel empowered to listen to what your mind and body need this winter with the knowledge that you can meet yourself there with asana, pranayama, and meditation practices to bring yourself back into balance. Asana and exercise is favored during the hours of 6 to 10 a.m. during the winter to help balance the cold, dark mornings and give the grounding or uplifting you need to start your day at ease. Honoring which dosha is dominant outside your door as well as within you will be an important factor for balancing your mental health and keeping your nervous system functioning well during the winter. Here is some guidance for your sauna, breathwork, and meditation practices based on whether kapha or vata energy is most prominent. Yoga practices to soothe vata energy. When you're feeling worried, anxious, or like your mind is on fast forward, asana focus. Favor a slower, more gentle, and grounded practice. This is not a time to push yourself to your limits for remaining within 50 to 70% of your capacity so as to not push too far and overstimulate vata. Options to consider. Take a good time warming up. Breathe through your nose. Sun salutation. Move slowly with intention and fluidity through gentle flows. Nothing jerky or jumping. More or longer forward folds. Longer holds and standing strength and balance poses. Favor seated shapes for more grounding or even use the wall. Gentle inversions. Prone twists, crocodile, extended savasana, 5 to 20 minutes. Consider placing in savasana a rolled thin blanket or towel under your knees and cover yourself with a blanket, a restorative practice. Pranayama, slow inhales and exhales as well as belly breathing are especially helpful and grounding in the movement when vata is high. Practices that are supportive for vata energy ongoing even when you're not feeling affected. Full torso breathing to create deeper, more even breaths, and alternate nostril for balance. Meditation. Yoga Nidra is the science of deep conscious rest and an ancient technique designed to help you detach from your unpleasant thoughts, release tension and pain from your body, promote peace through your being, and tap into your innermost need. As a result, it can also improve your ability to relax, rest, and sleep. This guided meditation experience will calm your nervous system and improve its functioning, balance your endocrine system, yes, hormones, Assimilate your cell regeneration and repair. Yoga Nidra offers you a deeper connection to your body, energy, mind, intuition, and bliss. This practice will support you in shifting your state of being so in time you'll begin to function in a more easeful state. I was first actually, as a side note, introduced to Yoga Nidra through Dawn Harriet. She has an online session, Harmonidra with Dawn, Harmonize with Dawn, and she teaches locally in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, as well as around the province, Yoga Nidra. Yoga practices to invigorate kapha energy. When you're feeling lethargic, a sense of heaviness, or uninspired, asana focus. Favor a more expansive, dynamic, and uplifting practice. Create heat and intensity while practicing about 60-80% of your capacity. Options to consider. Take your time warming up. Breathe through your nose. Sun salutation. Move with an intention at a pace that allows your breath to quicken. Warrior poses one and two. Reverse warrior. Forward fold, seated or standing, 
backbends, cobra, bow, answer, abdominal strengthening to stimulate digestion like side plank, leg lifts, or twisting abdominal variations, strength training, changes up moves or more complicated moves, shorter rest periods, supported sabasana. Again, try placing a pillow roll blanket under the torso for 5 to 10 minutes. Pranayama, exploring three breathing tools, skull shining breath, bellows breath, right nostril breathing, to create warmth, boosted energy, increase circulation, and support digestion. Meditation. In a quiet space, envision spaciousness within an area where you feel safe. Spend time simply just allowing the space to be open while noticing all of its characteristics. Sights, sounds, smell, sensations, energy. You can also envision growth steps for the desires you'd like to nurture. This winter, remain tuned in to the conversation your body and mind are having with you. Notice the energy that is present within and around you so you can meet yourself with the grounding or uplifting you need. Allow your yoga, sana, pranayama, and meditation practices to support your nervous system, mental health, and overwell-being like a soft, warm, and cozy blanket throughout the season. So those are two ideas, one for kapha energy and the other one for vata energy. And I hope that you found, you know, some tips from Steph Gallant from the Chopper Center because I know I always, they are my go-to for when I look for things on yoga. But while doing a search... I also found this article by Hole Yu at the University of Washington that they posted in October 22 too, where they state that yoga is a powerful tool for developing and strengthening resilience. They say, we all face trauma, adversity, and other life stresses. On top of living through a global pandemic, an ever-changing global climate, rocky political landscapes, and more, it can sometimes feel like these days are heavier than others. The weight we are all carrying is bearing down on us, leaving us exhausted and worn by the end of the day. So how can we build resilience? Is resilience something we are born with, or can it be cultivated? While there are some people who are born with more resilient traits than others, we can also cultivate and strengthen resiliency with practice and awareness. What resilience is and is not. Resilience is defined as the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant sources of stress. As much as resilience involves bouncing back from difficult experiences, it can also involve profound personal growth. While adverse events are painful and difficult, they do not have to determine the outcome of your life. There are many aspects of your life you can modify, control, and grow with. This is how resilience works within us. Becoming resilient not only helps us overcome challenges, it also empowers us to grow and improve our lives along the way. Being resilient doesn't mean that a person will experience difficulty or distress. The road to resilience is likely to involve considerable emotional distress. Resiliency involves behaviors, thoughts, and actions. That anyone can learn and develop. Like building a muscle, increasing resilience takes time and intentionality. The practice of yoga is a perfect tool to build our strength. By connecting with our bodies, mind, and spirit, we can learn to build resilience. Connecting with our bodies. Taking care of our bodies is a legitimate practice for mental health and building resistance. Resilience. This is because stress is just as much physical as it is emotional, implementing positive lifestyle factors like proper nutrition, ample sleep, hydration, and regular exercise can strengthen your body to adapt to stress and reduce the toll of emotions like anxiety or depression. Yoga is a wonderful physical practice that can help us connect with our physical bodies through asanas, poses, and vinyasas, flow sequences. The pose and sequence taught in yoga can have innumerable benefits from back pain relief to anti-aging effects. Ready to give yoga a try? Try a gentle yoga class for hope and healing. Yoga's physical postures, breath control, and concentration help to build resilience. 
The physical postures involve forward, backward, and lateral bends that not only stretch our muscles, but also massage our internal organs and adduction grounds, leading to downregulation of the sympathetic nervous system. Making connections. Meditation, mindful journal- journaling, other spiritual practices can also help people build connections and restore hope. These in turn can prime us to deal with situations that require resilience. When you journal, meditate, or pray, ruminate on positive aspects of your life. You're engaging in practices that have been shown to improve brain function, enabling our brain to develop new neural pathways and improve positive thought patterns. So that's from Holy U at the University of Washington, and I thought it was really relevant to what I'm talking to today. But here is finally something from Yoga International. B. Grace Bullock, PhD, ERYT 500, has the following points. She says, The challenge and unpredictability that come with practicing yoga have another added benefit. They teach your brain how to flexibly adapt to change. How? The brain loves two things, novelty and repetition. While that may sound contradictory, novelty, like trying a new pose, requires your brain to get out of its comfort zone and to problem solve. This creates new connections in the brain that make it more adaptable to change. Repetition makes these new connections stronger. Just like flexing and stretching a skeletal muscle, the more you practice, the stronger and more flexible your mental muscle gets. That's so challenging postures become easier with practice. Initially, your mind may say, what the heck? With time, it may become, don't worry, I've got this. In this way, yoga allows you to make use of the wonderful gift of neuroplasticity, your brain's ability to change itself. The better your brain and mind are at adapting to change, the easier it becomes to meet stress head on. The trick is to befriend change and embrace the wobbling. And I definitely, I have to tell you, wobbling some yoga poses. Imagine, she says, what would happen if instead of getting frustrated during your practice or stopping altogether, you embrace faltering and uncertainty. There's a good chance your body would relax and your mind might begin to accept what is occurring in the present moment rather than striving for how things should be. You might even find yourself laughing instead of grimacing or cursing under your breath. Facing challenge and flowing with what is rather than trying to force what isn't is the key to building stress resilience and increasing your health and happiness. The next time you step onto your mat, set an intention to examine how you respond to frustration and uncertainty and see what happens. Whatever you choose to do, know that I'm here for you anytime. Find me on social media, Tara C. McDonald Inc. on Instagram, and plus with Tara on Facebook. I combine a love of exercise with business on my podcast, Plus Fitness with Tara, that you're listening to, hosted by the EU Network of Found on podcasting platforms like Spotify, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. I hope you've enjoyed today's session. I certainly love having you listen to me, and I love your feedback. Thanks very much. Yours in health, Tara.